Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is part three of our draft analysis series, and we're going to be covering the Brooklyn Nets. So the Brooklyn Nets have picks 19 and 55 this year. So Jalen... Who do the Brooklyn Nets select with the 19th pick? Bro, I was thinking about this for a good minute before we actually started recording this, and I think I'm just going to plunge. If this guy falls to them, easy pickup. Alexi Pokusevsky, bro. I think the Nets picking up another unicorn would be crazy for their team. Now, we know how much that KD admires Christos Porzingis, and that was why a lot of people thought, oh, maybe KD and Kyrie would go to the go to the Knicks. And of course, the Knicks messed that whole thing up a year or two beforehand when they decided to basically trade Christos Porzingis to Dallas for a bag of chips and Dennis Smith Jr. pretty much. So the next best person I could think of who they could pick up, bring right onto their team is a guy in Alexi Pokustevsky, seven foot, um, seven foot, seven foot three wingspan on him, 18 years old, pure bucket. I mean, the guy is somebody who is a very fascinating player who just kind of needs to develop his body, kind of has a lot of the same critiques that we had of Christos Porzingis coming into the league. But he's a guy offensively who around Kevin Durant, of all people, might be able to develop into one of the best big men scorers in the league with the type of stroke that he has and the type of size that he has. The Nets have a very big hole at power forward slash center with DeAndre Jordan being up in age and Jared Allen soon coming off the books. They're both not offensive centers all that much as it is, and they're definitely not modern big men. Jared Allen is a, is a rim defender and a shot blocker who either gets dunked on or makes sure that the poster never prints. And on the other end, there's DeAndre Jordan, who if it's not a lob dunk, he's pretty much not doing a lot on the court for you and kind of was just a throw-in with the fact that Kyrie and Kevin Durant wanted him on the team. I think Alexi Pokustevsky is a guy who in that, system especially if they space the floor and run with pace the way I kind of expect Steve Nash new coach Steve Nash to run their offense they're gonna have two seven footers on the court along with a ball handler and Kyrie Irving that can make them one of the most dynamic trios in the league and that doesn't even factor in a guy like Karis Levert at shooting guard or small forward who would be ridiculous for them and I think that's a solid choice considering that, you know, Brooklyn has been able to develop some great players like Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert and D'Angelo Russell turning him into an all-star. I think that's a, a solid choice considering the raw potential that he has. I actually have to go with Aaron Neesmith with the 19th overall pick from Vanderbilt. I think Aaron Neesmith is a solid shooter if you talk about what he did last season, he averaged 23 points per game and shot 52% from three last season. I think he would not only help space the floor for KD and Kyrie, but give them a possible third option. Um, 
that's where I kind of agree with you, where your pick and my pick both could become the third option for the Brooklyn Nets. I think next season, most of their questions that they had from this past season will be answered um, for their next season with the return of Kyrie and the debut of Kevin Durant. Um, I know a lot of teams need shooters, but I feel like Neesmith really fits best with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Keep in mind, though, I say this is a possible third scoring option because we all know if Joe Harris is coming back. Um, I know Joe Harris's contract is set to expire and he's going to become a free agent. So I feel like drafting Neesmith is a younger and cheaper option for Brooklyn coming from the draft. I think he will become a reliable shooter for the Nets and be able to defend wings as well. I mean, dude, for anybody who could not see my face on camera, bro, I was extremely excited because Ryan literally read my mind by accident because that was my second guy on the board for them if Pogusevsky didn't make it that far, which in according to Takeathon, he would be getting taken 17th overall already. Same thing with Aaron Neesmith. They have him going to San Antonio at 11. But if he's a guy who falls to them, it is perfect because at the forward position, there are questions as to whether or not Karis LeVert is going to be on the trade block this year just out of the fact that they want to be able to fill out their roster with championship caliber guys. And Karis LeVert is a great young player that they could get a lot of assets to build around KD and Kyrie with. So there is the question as to whether or not Karis LeVert will be on this team next year. I hope he is because genuinely I feel like him being the third option for that team makes them extremely more dynamic than bringing in one of these rookie guys to have to step up into a role on a championship team that's basically going to be hitting the ground running from the minute the ball gets thrown up next season. But regardless if Karis LeVert is on the team or not, the reason why I love the fact that you made this pick so bad is because of the Joe Harris potential loss. This guy's going to command a good amount of money in the, in the offseason because shooters get paid, bro. We saw it with Otto Porter. He had two straight years of shooting north of 42% from three. The dude got a, got a max contract from Washington. Is that Washington being stupid or having way too much money to spend? Maybe. But at the end of the day, we know shooters get paid. J.J. Reddick's still around. Kyle Corver's still around. If you can shoot the basketball at a high clip, you're going to get a little bit of money. And with that being said, we know Jer- Joe Harris is going to be one of the bigger shooters on the market. Insert Aaron Neesmith. Like you said before, north of 50% from three. Ryan, where do they do that at? Like, where do they do this type of thing at in, in college at all? I mean, shooting 50, 52% from the, from the floor, <laughs> that's amazing. Shooting 52, 52% from behind the arc. I mean, he's the best shooter in the draft, and I don't even think it's close. And the fact that he's also a wing defender, he is 3 and D. He might be one of the bigger steals of this draft no matter where he gets taken because of the fact that he literally embodies one of the key cogs that you need on your team to be considered a championship roster of any kind. If you don't have a 3 and D wing on your team (laughs) – See you, bro. You're not there. I mean, you could say certain things about maybe the Houston Rockets who play a little bit smaller, but they have Robert Covington. Does he score at an exponential uh, rate? No. 
but he has James Harden and Russell Westbrook on his team. Do I expect Aaron Neesmith to be putting up 20 points per game? No, but guess what? They have KD and Kyrie on the team. He just has to come in, shoot as efficiently as he did in college, if not just a smidge less, and he'll be one of the best rotational pieces that they could acquire for that team, and they barely have to put any money into him. Ryan, man, that, that's a nice pick right there. If they can get Aaron Neesmith that low, him or Pokustevsky could be players for their team who, I mean, might be able to do wonders for a roster that's looking to contend next year. And I agree that, you know, Pokustevsky is a solid pick and definitely a smart choice to fill in, you know, the power forward center holes that they have. Of course, with Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan, maybe add some extra depth at that position. Um, but I think with Neesmith, he, he just gives that extra, that extra boost for me, just considering that what he did in college is like NBA level shooting 52% from three averaging 23 a game. I mean, what if he did that as a rookie for the Brooklyn Nets, considering that he's on the same team as KD and Kyrie, the possibilities, the endless, endless possibilities. Moving on to the second round pick, the 55th pick for the Brooklyn Nets. Jalen, who do you believe the Brooklyn Nets are selecting with the 55th pick? So I feel like they can go a lot of routes, but I think it has a lot to do with what they do with that first round pick. I think if they address the the small forward um, aspect with a guy like Neesmith, get a shooter, then I say they get one of these second round centers. Um, a Nick Richards out of Kentucky or a Caleb Wesson out of Ohio State are two solid guys, NBA built already. Kind of a little redundant um, in terms of Nick Richards, a little redundant to Jared Allen, but I feel like he has an extreme upside potentially on the offensive end that could make him a little bit of a difference maker. And for Caleb Wesson, he's an older guy, crafty center, one of uh, Ohio State's primary scoring options for that team. And he would kind of bring a veteran's mentality to a Nets team that is already kind of building itself, if not built to win with two superstars, and would be able to insert himself as a rotational center or power forward for their team with no problem. If they go the power forward center route with a guy like Popusevsky with that first round pick, I think you go two ways. I think the first route is Ashton Hagen's teammate of Nick Richards out of Kentucky, a guy who plays crazy defense, crazy defense at the guard spot. Can only really hang with the ones and twos, but being a defensive guard coming off the bench for Kyrie, being a guy who can run the offense, help run the offense, they will still have Spencer Dinwiddie if they don't elect to trade him with this last year on his contract he could be an off guard for him for him who can cover up on the defensive end for a guy like Kyrie or Spencer Dinwiddie or I think they have a guy in Sam Merrill out of Utah State um going uh 55th via Tankathon and I kind of like that selection for them older guy again similar to Caleb Wesson older guy 19.7 points for Utah State, 
41% from three. So we're talking about a guy who still is working on his NBA body, but his NBA mentality is already there. He's already been a primary scoring option who does like to get down on the defensive end. I think that that would be a good off guard if they are to keep a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie to kind of have as a part of that second unit. I just think that the Nets have to address their second unit significantly in this draft because I think they're going to get guys via trades and via free agency this offseason that are going to help make sure that they have a buffered up starting five. But I think if their second unit is formidable with guys who step in and automatically can hit the ground running, nobody's messing with this team in the East. And that's including some of the guys who we're looking at in contention right now in teams like the Boston Celtics, Toronto Raptors, the 76ers to a lesser degree, and the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, the Nets put everybody on notice just having two superstars, but having formidable bench pieces is just going to make them even scarier. I think Caleb Wesson is a good choice for for the Brooklyn Nets considering yes they do it, it's it's another help at the the power forward center position considering that yeah you need to get um you you need to get some extra help with Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan at that at that position. I was thinking in the second round that they go with a guy like Mamai Diakite from Virginia. But I think that they really need a guy like Miles Powell from Seton Hall. Let me, let me tell you, this is Jalen's favorite player. I can hey. tell you that. Um, I think that Miles Powell out of Seton Hall, not a lot of people have him getting drafted. Not a lot of mock drafts have him going in the draft at all. Um, not even in the second round. Um, but I see a lot of potential with a guy like Miles Powell. Um, I think this is another one where I feel like he can join the Nets and become another scoring threat off the bench. He was one of the top players in the country when he was with Seton Hall, and I'm, I believe that he could have led Seton Hall to the Big East tournament and helped them make a decent run in the March Madness tournament. He averaged uh, 21 points per game last season. Um, the year before he averaged 23, so he took somewhat of a dip, but I feel like he is a fearless player. Um, he always took on double teams in college, and he always became the focal point of that Seton Hall offense, and he took over games when he was shooting the ball well, whether it was driving to the basket or shooting on the perimeter. Um, the weaknesses I have for him is that he's not the best passer, and I think turnovers were an issue for him in college. Um, but like I said earlier, Brooklyn has become great at developing players like Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, and D'Angelo Russell. I think this is another one, too, where I feel like the Nets can really save money because Garrett Temple is a free agent as well, a restricted free agent where he can pick up the team option. But let's face it, Miles Powell is being overlooked in this draft, and Brooklyn can really take advantage of that and develop him into a solid two guard. Man, I know you warned me before the recording that you had some heat in that at that 55th pick, but Lee, oh my goodness. I wasn't expecting you to go out on a limb like that, but I like it a lot. And the reason why I enjoy it, as Ryan said beforehand, for anybody that does not know, this is like one of my favorite players in this draft class, whether he gets drafted or not. I genuinely believe 
that he can be an elite scorer in this league. Ryan, I feel as though a guy like Miles Powell has two different kinds of ends of the spectrum that he could reach in terms of his career. He could be drafted as a guy like Carson Edwards coming out of Purdue, who had an extremely great season before being drafted, but be seen as just some kind of microwave scorer for their team, but doesn't really get a lot of time because of his inability to defend um, more than just really his primary position being the point guard spot. And he's going to be a guy who's going to be on a low minute count and just going to be trying to make the best out of the five to 10 minutes that he gets on the court. The follow-up to that is that he could potentially be a Lou Williams style player. I genuinely believe that. I understand undersized guard scares everybody. I also believe that Fred Van Vliet is changing the mold on the way people view undersized guards with the way he's able to shoot the ball, his, uh, his cerebralness in terms of being able to help run an offense alongside Kyle Lowry. I think those type of things are also changing the outlook on undersized guards, despite the fact that we're moving towards this positionless basketball where we have six foot seven guys running point guard. I think that the biggest thing that you mentioned is the loss of Garrett Temple leaves a spot open there. And the other thing I mentioned it earlier in terms of tackling the point guard slash shooting guard spot is he might not be a great power uh, passer being Miles Powell, but I trust Spencer Dinwiddie to be able to run a second unit. And if you ask basically Miles Powell, Powell to be a microwave scorer off the bench with a facilitator like Spencer Dinwiddie, who just needs to kind of get him the ball in his spots, Miles Powell is going to go to work. I, under, I don't really fully understand why he's not on more draft boards. I do understand that he's been in school a bit longer, and that's always a red flag. I do understand that he's a bit of an undersized guard. But here and there, we've seen way too many representations of where that works itself out. I mean, I think he would be extremely well-fitting on this team question would be whether or not there's too many buckets on this Brooklyn Nets team but I genuinely believe that on a team full of firepower as it is I I already look to the Brooklyn Nets to be more worried about out shooting and outscoring teams rather than hunkering down on defense and playing lights out defense holding teams to 100 points and less they have Steve Nash as their coach. I'm not saying they're about to be running seven seconds or less or anything, but this is a team that I expect to put up a high amount of points on relatively well efficiency or at least a ton of attempts. So Miles Powell, high-octane scorer, coming off the bench with Spencer Dinwiddie being the main guy facilitating for him. Man, talk about a sneaky match made in heaven. I, I mess with that pick heavy if somebody would take a swing on him. I'd love for it to be somebody like the Nets. And that's a good transition to our question of the day for our fans. Who do you guys see selecting the Bro or who you guys see the Brooklyn Nets selecting with the 19th and 55th overall picks in the upcoming draft? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk podcast. Make sure when you rate us on Apple, you give us five stars and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. 
We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.